The Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from, the, from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> there is this month a social media campaign going on that has been happening the last several years during the season of Advent. Um, it is something that's put on by a bunch of monks in Boston called Advent Word. And they take each day in Advent, they have a different word. And so the way that people participate is they are invited to take a picture that reflects that word and then post it on Facebook or Instagram with the hashtag of Advent Word and then that word. So, so far this month, we have had words like house or raise, or humble, visit, or yesterday's word, unity. Unity. I hadn't thought about unity before in light of Advent, 
I think about that word a lot as it relates to God and our life together. But Advent? If so, isn't this reading ironic? You brood of vipers. Don't worry. I won't model my preaching after the style of John the Baptist. I don't think that would go over very well. And in all honesty, there is enough name calling going on in our world today that I don't think it would be helpful. I do believe that God loves you just the way you are. Each of you is beautifully made in the image of God. And in the way that you care for each other, not only the care you show people here, but others as we go forth models that love. It can be a light shining in the darkness, God's love making the world whole. But there is a catch in that theology. God might love you just the way you are, but that doesn't mean that God wants to keep you where you are. When we acknowledge that love, when we recognize it, it moves us into a different way. It means the sacred gift that we're entrusted with must be used to the glory of God our Father. And we have not perfected this way of being. Why? Because we're human. We mess up. We err over and over again. That is why we repent, because we can always do better, all of us. The sin and the brokenness in the world, it impacts us. It even shapes the way we often respond. It's why we say on most Sundays a confession. We often say we've sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we've done and by what we've left undone. We confess that we have not loved God with our whole heart, that we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. And in the confession that's most often used, we ask to delight in God's will, to walk in God's ways, because we know that our way is not best. So there is something about Repenting that makes us look inwardly and know that our hearts' intentions need to be turned a bit closer to God. This season of Advent, although you wouldn't know it from the commercials on TV or the music playing in the stores, is actually kind of penitential. We have to acknowledge in our own humility that we can do better, all of us. Not just some of us, not just those people that think differently than us, all of us can do better. One of the ways that I read scripture is I try to make it come alive by imagining who the people are in the stories. And so when I hear the story today of these people, the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, they are the religious leaders, and they're walking towards John the Baptist, they're walking towards those people who are seeking baptism, and I want to know who they are today. 
The story of John the Baptist, it, it feels a little bit out of place often in Advent, but it is something that all four of the Gospels draw upon. And so these religious leaders, they are very confident in who they are. They know that they come from Abraham's line. And so they're walking towards John the Baptist with this confidence and this assurance that they have it all figured out. They're righteous. They believe they are the people who are right in God's eyes. You hear it in John the Baptist. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our ancestor. John is pushing against their confidence or their assurance of the fact they think they know everything. They know the will of God. These people think they are better than others. One of the gifts of being a clergy person is that you're given a window into the human life. People share. I think it happens in other relationships as well, but people share and they open up. It's a gift because it gives me more hope about the world and not less. And I've been wrestling this morning with using where I stand on some things as an illustration. But I feel I, I want to take that risk because I hope that it will at least show some vulnerability on my side. I want to be honest with who I am and what I believe. I am probably more liberal than most of y'all would be comfortable And I am frustrated with the direction of many of our policies and our politics. Now, there I go. I have just labeled myself. And I suspect some of you are like, I cannot believe my rector just did that. Other of you are probably feeling, yes, he's on my side. Now, I say that because I will tell you what I also know to be true. Some of the most compassionate people I have ever met, some of the most loving, most charitable, people who give of their time and talent and treasure that are open are very different in their beliefs than me. Some of the most closed-minded people I have met hold some of the same positions that I do. And that goes both ways. It goes both ways. See, I think the problem with the Pharisees and the Sadducees is a general certainty that they know, they not only know about the will of God, but they know where they stand in light of that, and therefore they know where other people stand in the eyes of God. They lack wonder and mystery. They lack the fact that God could be disclosing God's self in different ways in these lives and people could come to that understanding in a different way. Their own lack of humility in having God and each other figured out is sinful. See, I think repentance is about humility. It's about trusting that we don't know everything not only about God, but about each other. 
Because when we put limits on other people and their capacity to care and love, we sin. All of us do it. I think we do. I do. And we're being called to turn around from that way. How do we do that? We can start by wondering. We can approach life with humility that limits our own certainty so that we can approach God with openness. We do that by having confidence that the life that God calls us into is how hope is made manifest in this world. If you're feeling a little hopeless at our civic discourse, then maybe take some consolation that there are a bunch of people sitting in the pews right next to you that probably hold different views than you do. And it is possible to model love, hope, and reconciliation when we see the image of God in each other. But we have to believe that God is at work in each of us. And to do that is to have hope. Unity is not about the same thinking. It's about approaching each other with humility and openness and a willingness to believe that God can use us all. So in the words of Paul that he shared with the Romans in our reading this morning, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and may in doing so we find unity together. Amen. Now please stand and say with me the Nicene Creed on page five of your bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. 